Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And nothing but professionalism here on this show. Nothing but pure professionalism. We get it right the first time, every time. That's our motto here at Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs> Forget what and you've heard on Google reviews about us. Disregard the three-star rating from Yelp. We get it right Every time. And the customer is not always right. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Those people were just sore. That's all they were. Sore. They were sore losers is what they were. Yeah. A bunch of uh, cucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think here's the thing. If you're uh, if you if you're wondering why we start the show laughing often, you need to get here and watch live. That's the only thing. Yeah, you do. Because uh, yeah. it's a treat. Tonight was a real treat. There's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, we're live. Nope, just kidding. No, we're not. All right, you ready to go? Great. Shit, I'm not recording. It's it's good stuff. It's good quality stuff. content. Right. It's four, five extra minutes that you need in your life. Yeah. So head on over to youtube.com slash podcast. We stream live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central and Saturday at 8 p.m. Central for the video game live stream. Do, 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 do. Plugs, plugs, plugs. All up your butt. Ah. Live stream on Saturdays. Man, Dungeon Karens. Wow. We did it. It came to an end. I guess. You did it. It was, I guess it was two years in the making. I thought it was one, but then I realized we started in 2020. Yeah. Wow. That was. Well, to be fair, we did it like once a month. You no, know, we, we averaged maybe like every once every month and a half. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think our longest time in between was like three months. Yeah, there was definitely a time there where everyone was busy. Yeah. They couldn't get in. And uh, yeah, it we was do, we started initially every three weeks, didn't we? I think so. That was kind of the goal to try to do it every three <laughs> yeah. weeks. And then when we did that recently, we were like, well, this came out fast. <laughs> we were like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> too much. Yeah, so uh, well, that was a lot of fun. We, If you're not familiar with that, uh, we were you know, streaming. If You should be. By the way, we pumped that shit up for, on mm-hmm. our podcast. But we were, mm-hmm. I was hosting a Dungeons & Dragons Lite board game on Tabletop Simulator with Justin, our very lovely Jerbis, Eric, and Sam. Uh, and I was basically getting their, their toes a little, a little, dipping their toes into the D&D world. 
We had ourselves toes, a great time. Our toes moist. My dog just busted in. What's up, dog? Dog was like, I'm into toes. What's up? Yeah. And just as quickly as she came in, she left. Boom. It's in and out. Justin, in tell in everyone out. about the Dungeon Cairns and how it went for you. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Well, it's D&D Lite, which means that it is, uh, you know, half the uh, half the the lift and half the fun. It's not, <laughs> as, it's not as difficult. Apparently, also not as fun. Um, we had a blast, though. Yeah. Uh, if you, I think a lot of them are recorded, and you can check them out on our YouTube. You can't go back all the way, but you can no. see a lot of them on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I had a blast. Uh, it from what I understand and the one time that we guested on D and uh, a D and D podcast, uh, the almighty crit, the oh, fumbling four and the almighty crit. Um, it's nothing. Gameplay is absolutely nothing like actual D and D. Uh, but it did get me familiar with like mages and clerics and gnolls and nobbies, gobbies <laughs> and, uh, and well, you know, gobby nobbies and all that. Yeah. Um, Still haven't encountered a Hydra, unfortunately. I know what a Necrotim is now. Uh, so it got me, it, it slowly introduced me to the conceptual, you know, realm of the game. So that was fun. Yeah. And we got, to, we got to tell fart and dick jokes on Saturdays, which is fun too. Yeah, it was really fun um, just to get a chance to play with you guys and kind of get your interest in it. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing real D&D with you. And, uh, I am too. Folks. Now, allegedly, Doug has been teasing this for fucking ever, but mm -hmm. allegedly, it's very, very close. Yes. So I have been building a quote-unquote one-shot. I say that in quotes because it won't be done in one shot is typically what they are. It'll probably take a couple of sessions, but it's not a full campaign. But uh, the idea is I, I built something from scratch, also known as homebrewing. I built my own story, uh, my own setting, my whole everything. I've written it. I've built it out. And uh, I've got it in a draft, and I'm going to test it with some of the folks in Discord. Um, and I'm just kind of nervous because this is the first time I've I've run a D&D campaign, but it was a pre-written campaign. So I'm like, whatever, all the work's done. I just follow that. But this is something I've written from scratch. And I'm like, oh, how good is this? How solid is this? And I need to test it because the whole point is to have Justin and a couple other folks try it out for the first time, give them a good, solid D&D experience. This and will be my very first time playing full, full on playing actual D and D. Yes, and not just being a guest character in someone else's campaign. Yes, and I'm very yeah. excited. There's a lot of I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want it to be good and fun and interesting. And See, the uh, thing is, Doug is underselling it. This is Doug has had an ambition for a long time to take down Matt Mercer, and this is just step one in Doug's campaign to be the most highly lauded uh, dungeon master ever, ever. And listen, so. I'm just calling you out now, Matt Mercer. You think you can do accents? Look out. Just wait. Just look out. Everyone's going to sound really Italian. Okay? <laughs> they're going to be either really Italian or they're all, like Olive Garden Italian or they're going to be like Dirty South people. We open in Tuscany. <laughs> Hey, uh, welcome to the family. It is me, Bellissimo. Mwah, mwah, mwah. We open in the Feywild of Tuscany. What the fuck are you doing here, you son of a bitch? You know, <laughs> as they cock their crossbows. That's right. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's yeah, gonna be a, we're going to have a lot of fun. 
And I love it. We're going to have not a lot of fun. Because of what you created, because I don't know what I'm doing. Hey! Hey, she's back again. Can we put like a chair? Like, you know how in the 70s when someone needed to lock a door, they yeah. just ram a chair up underneath the handle? I mean, I've got a, do I've got a chair over here. I don't know if it'll work, though. She just comes barreling through head first. Yeah. Through the hollow door. You want to help me out here, babe? <laughs> now, was that Jill with the squeaker or was that, that Loki? That was Loki. That was Loki okay. with the squeaker. Yeah, this door sucks. It doesn't latch. I'm sorry. So. We were saying something about professionalism on the podcast, pure professionalism. We get it right every time the first time. That's that's enough said right there. That's enough it. Said. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, it was great uh, wrapping up. Uh, it may be sad to wrap up, but uh, we had a really good time. You guys, I yeah. think, were sufficiently challenged. Not by the end boss. You guys basically bent him over the barrel and showed him who's boss. But uh, I was a little surprised at how, because as soon as as soon as you were like, oh wait, mathematically we win. I was like, wait a second, that's it. Yeah, you guys that's had it. the most powerful potions combinations okay. where you're like. Everyone's going to miss a turn. Right. And then uh, Sam can hit whatever he wants. And then we're going to, he has a shield yeah, that if it works, we'll yeah. reflect back. And then also we're going to reduce your armor class to zero so that you will take full damage. I'm like, oh. And then everyone just take pop shots at him. Everyone was just like, <laughs> it was game over. I was like, okay, well, at least the room before was scary. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, there was eight doors and we opened one and all of them flew open and all of our favorite friends from the previous uh, yeah. couple couple campaigns from the game uh, showed their faces. Yeah, it was it and was their cloven hooves. It was it was interesting. But yeah, yeah go check that out uh, on our past live streams on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mindgap podcast. And while we're talking about it. Just a couple, little, little bit of housekeeping here, just to get things done. Uh, just uh, like I said, check out our YouTube channel. We do live stream every Tuesday and, uh, and Saturday at 8 p.m. Central. Tuesday is the podcast, so you can come hang out with us, chat with us live while we record. Saturdays is the video game live stream that I host, uh, which is just a whole bunch of different games, uh, anything from tabletop simulator to Jackbox games to What the Dub to other things like Left 4 Dead 2. I might be getting conv convinced into playing Fortnite again. Uh, so wow. that may Who's possibly be happening. What's that? Who's got you by the balls on that one? Jared and Zenny. They both uh, they both play it. And apparently uh, for this season, they've removed building in the game. So it's just straight up shooting, which I never built anyway, because I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm not doing that. So that might be happening this Saturday. Um, yeah. So come check us out for there. And uh, if you'd like to support us, you can go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Show us some love over there if you've got the funds. Uh, give us a subscription. Be one of the cool people like Wolfslore, mm. like Tom McIntyre, like mm. Richie Armour. Mm. You haven't heard this music, or you haven't heard this productions, by the way. And, and shout out to, to Richie. We're a part of their family now, which is awesome. You know? So cool. Uh, so check out all the other podcasts, like the One Pound Podcast. Uh, you haven't heard this music and a couple others that they have on there too, which is really cool. You could also be the cool people like Zinny, Slotty Bartfast, and Almighty Crit, all of who are wonderful, powerful, loved patrons over at patreon.com. You could also check out our merch over at redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, get a t-shirt, tote bag, backpack, mug, you name it, it's over there. Pick yourself up something nice with that Mind Gap logo on it, wear it around and be like, I like this, it's fun, you should like it too. 
Or if you're like Doug, is that a preview of one of the characters? Just hey, up I don't want to spoil them. anything. Fair enough. Spoil Fair anything. Enough. But you know, there is a really cool bartender, tavern owner, you know, who's who says wild and racist shit. Um, but if you're like Doug, inflation. It's 7%. The consumer price index came in and gas is $4.50 a gallon. I don't know how I, I can't I can't do it. No problem. No problem, fictitious person whom I love. Just hit the like and subscribe button right here on our YouTube channel. Costs you literally nothing. Means everything to us. And it, it, it works. And if you want to go a little bit further, spread it around. Be like, hey, check out this awesome short of Jared saying he's getting wet by hearing me introduce the big bad evil guy in our re most recent, you know, live stream. Or find that episode that you love. Put it out there in your social medias. Like, rate, review, all that stuff. Costs you nothing. And it helps us so much. Last but not least, please uh, check us out on our Discord. Join our Discord server. Join the, the MindGap family. Come hang out with us. We have fun, lively discussions in there. We set up video game nights. We hang out. It's just, it's a good group of people. And all you got to do is head down to the link in the description below on YouTube. Join our server. Join the family. We'd love to have you. We appreciate you. That mm -hmm. has been housekeeping. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Justin. I just realized that we have two. Uh, we're gonna have competing uh, wet sound bites. We're gonna have Jared asking, "Did that get anyone else wet?" And then we're gonna have. We're showing some signs of being fucking wet. So we're gonna have to maybe do a throwdown between the two sound clips when we pull the other one. Dude, I tell you, uh, that clip from Noah. It's hard, to, you know. If we we should take some time. Maybe we do like a bonus thing for our Patreon folks where we just go through the soundboard and we just rank our favorite sound clips. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. That would be so yeah, much Absolutely. Because we have such good stuff. And there's some things that I just haven't even pulled. Some of the times I don't pull them because I'm like, is this just bullying at this point? If I keep pulling stuff from Jared, you know? Well, yeah, but that's okay. But that's okay, right? I yeah. mean. I mean, it just. Uh, fuck me, slutty. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Listen, when you play with us. Just know anything you say can and will be used for our enjoyment. Okay? So Yes, it will. I will haunt your butt. Yeah. That's it. And for the record, I've pulled a lot of my own quotes and put them in there. So Thank you for saying quotes. Yes. I pulled my own. <laughs> pulled a lot of my own. I pulled a lot of my own. I'm a man. <laughs> I pulled my dick in less. Right? See? We've all been there. It happens. Uh, Justin, how was your week, man? My week was good uh, up until uh, today. I got uh, the uh, a front row view. So <clears throat> outside of my window, now that we've moved to Michigan, I have nature. And outside of my window, I uh, I throw bird seed every morning. So I feed the birds, and uh, you know it's not a Hippie. euphemism. And I <laughs> and uh, as I work, I can you know watch. The, I'm an old man. I can watch the birds, and I go that one likes me. Um, well, one of the, uh, little creatures that I've drawn, uh, was this cute little chipmunk that was eating all the sunflower seeds in the bird seed mix. And it was really cute. And today, shit. stealing all the food that wasn't for him. And all of a sudden, uh, a hawk just, <laughs> just dives down, snags this fucker like no one's business. I sent Doug a uh, picture and this hawk's face is just fuck around and find out like yeah. this, this hawk was not messing. And uh, my little my little buddy died, and uh, it was a bummer. And I was like, "Huh, nature, <laughs> interesting." It's a, it's a bitch. Nature's I had the, bitch. like it's funny. The initial the initial thought I had was like I should run out and try to save him. I'm like, what am I going to do against a hawk? 
This thing's, by the time I get out, this thing's going to be flying away. And even if it didn't, what am I going to try to unpry it from its talons? I'm yeah, like, do on. you want to get a taste of those talons? I wouldn't. Hey, does that hawk want to get a taste of, uh, you know, Uncle McGee and Seamus O'Malley? That's my my fist names. Yeah. I yeah. I, I remember I was a year or two ago, we were just looking outside. and I can't tell if it's a hawk or a falcon, but it was a younger one, and it just landed on our fence. And I was like, oh, shit, look at that. And the squirrel just came up and sat right next to it. I'm like, I'm like, uh, Bruce, that, my friend, is not a good idea. And he just sat there. And, like, the hawk was too, it, like, it was so young that the squirrel was almost too big for it. So a yeah. couple times it, like, kind of flew up, like, trying to size it up. And the squirrel was like, what are you going to do about it, child? It was That's so cool. nonplussed. I was like, what is going on here? That squirrel was on PCP. He was 100%. like, yeah, he's like he was they, sitting back with his friends, like, I'm gonna do it. Fuck this fucking, right? fuck this hawk. Yeah. They were. I think they say that uh, people on cocaine run from the police, and people on meth run to the police. Like that's kind of one of those things. They're like, hey, it's cops. You know, like I'll do it. Yeah. I want to talk to you that's, about my taxes. So messed up on bath salts. Yeah. It was. It was pretty they interesting. Wanted to eat that hawk's face off. Zinni wonders if there's any quotes from you. Um, we don't have any quotes. But we do have a wonderful short of you uh, that has done extremely well on Instagram and on YouTube uh, where Zenny farts live on stream. And yep. it is it was loved by everyone. So, yeah, it was, it was it was a deep one, too. It was very, very good. So, yeah, yeah go check that out. It's yeah, it's wonderful. It's Thank you, Zenny, for your contribution. <clears throat> Absolutely. But other than that, my, my week, my weekend was good. Uh, I will say that I'm bummed. I think my running my running days might be over. Oh, no. My left, my left knee is – I went for a three-mile run on Sunday, and my left knee is mm. not feeling good. Um, I'm able to do the, the hit and all – the hit training from center and all that. No problem. But if I go for a run, my knee starts really acting up. So I'm a little mm. bummed. I'm not going to lie. At least you you got two marathons under your belt, so that's good. Two what? Two two marathons. What? Two two marathons. What? Two two marathons. <laughs> Commit to the bit that belongs to another show. <laughs> but uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was okay. Uh, plumbing problems at Casa de Cochran. Um, oh, you constipated again? I mean, always. Yeah. Um, we uh, <laughs> we were we turned on the dishwasher and just it under the sink, just <laughs> water came pouring out, and we realized that this has been happening for a really long time, and we didn't know it. Oh, shit, we're like, really? oh, this is going to be great, and uh, so we had to pay to have a plumber come out. They did diagnostics, and then like, all right, someone's going to be out Saturday morning. They came out, did their no, they were there. T- all through Friday night till like 7.30. And then someone came back on Saturday morning to do more to blow out the lines. And then we're probably going to have to have them come back and uh, rearrange the piping. So I'm like, that's Man, awesome. It's it's hard not to hear someone talk about actual plumbing and just hear a euphemism for everything. And Slotty, no, I didn't clog the shitter. The problem is that if you really want to know... He clog the shitter, he clogged the dishwasher. Yeah, right. The dishwasher, and that's the problem. Listen, when I shit, it goes through every single pipe. That's how it's set up here, all right? And it got stuck <laughs> over by the dishwasher, okay? <laughs> so disgusting. No, I learned a lot about sump pumps. Uh, and apparently our sump pump was fucking filthy. And uh, ours, we have two sump pumps. And the one that's connected to like our, our washer and dryer in the basement is... 
it's just that one works a lot. It cleans, it gets all the sort of, uh, you know, the detergent and all that sort of stuff. And it sort of starts clogging up the lines and it clogged up the sump pump to the point that when we would run stuff, it just, it wouldn't go anywhere. Or if you would put a lot of pressure and a lot of water would go, no one cares. Again, I'm getting into the details. No one gives a shit. I had sump pump problems. No one needs to know this information. <laughs> this is completely over detailed and whatever. Did you take like a course on storytelling that you're now like editing in real time? No, I, for some reason I was like, this is what the people want to know. And it's like, they don't want to know this. No one cares. Nobody cares about how this plumbing stuff works. So downside, we had that upside. I got to watch. Spider-Man No Way Home with Jill and Natalie. I have seen it. I went to the theater to see it. But it came out on uh, Alpaca goes, I want to know. <laughs> Slotty goes, offline, I want details. I'll give you all the details offline, guys. Uh, DM me if you want details on my sump pump issues. <laughs> I legitimately do. Okay. No problem. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll Throw so some time on my calendar. Podcast on Mondays, yeah. So just tune into that. Um, yeah, I'm doing a bonus episode for Patreon only where I talk about my plumbing problems. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I had seen Spider-Man No Way Home with Alpaca and with Noah uh, when they came to visit, which was so much fun. And it came out on digital last week. And I was so excited because the new tradition is like Friday nights are becoming family movie night. Like, so we've, we've done Turning Red, and then I was like, ooh, like, Spider-Man's coming out. I got another one, and I was I was so excited to uh, to, to have them watch it, especially for Jill. Um, but I got to say, man, hey, hey, gang, just so you know, this movie came out in December. Digital's out, uh, you know, late March. We're going to spoil some shit here, so. Don't. Which, by the way, was already just ridiculously spoiled up to the. Like, I, I after the movie, I go, Jill, did you know that uh, Toby Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield were, th- were in it? She goes, Oh yeah, I mean it's. She goes, Tom Holland's terrible at keeping secrets, so I mean that's you know that's that. But when I went to go buy the movie on Apple, yep, it just had all three of them up there. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? You're not even right. trying on the banner. It's like Spider Man No Way Home. There are the three Spider Man. I'm like, come yeah. on, guys. Well, now Marvel's even releasing, I think, memes and stuff like they're doing on on Twitter and Instagram. Like I've seen some official accounts like releasing. It's just now they're like, cool. This is we're at a point now. I got I got a hand. It's it's fair to some degree. I would least like to think that maybe they would want to try till digital. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're assuming at this point everyone's seen it. But yeah, um, it was really cool. Like I thoroughly enjoyed the film. And uh, I told Jill, like, when I went and saw it, she goes, how was it? I go, it was really good. I go, and it hit me in the feels. It hit me in the feels. And when it was over, she goes, God damn it. She goes, I like that movie, but it made me so sad at the end. I was like, I know, right? It's a great movie. And Natalie seemed to really enjoy it. The only problem with Natalie is Natalie's just fucking, she doesn't realize that, hey, when this is a new movie, Nobody knows the answers to your questions. Yep. I do because I've seen it. But she's just yeah. constantly talking and asking. And Jill's like, shut up. I, I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> and she'll do that sometimes. She'll watch movies like, Dad, what about this? And I just turn to her now. I go, Natalie. I, she goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. You don't know. I'm like, I can't answer these. <laughs> if you have to ask, Dad, what's going on? Watch and wait a few minutes right. to see if you can figure it out. Because I don't know either. <laughs> So she's gotten to the point now where this has happened so much that she, you look at her and she, she automatically knows, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, I'll wait. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm just curious. I'm like, I know, that's the point of this entertainment that's- is you may not have all the answers right away. 
And right. here's the crazier thing. Sometimes when a movie's over, you may still not have the answers. That could be a bad thing because it's a bad movie or it's a good thing because it makes you think. No, that's when you got to turn to her and go. And at that point, that's when you start a podcast. Yeah. If you have questions, come on the podcast with me and we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I think that is, yeah, you could just letting her know that is legitimately the act of watching a movie. That's why we're all here yeah. to find out. I love that. I'll have, you know, like, uh, it, what's, uh, who's, so who's this person now? I'm like, well, I bet you we're going to find out in a little bit. You Listen, know? kid, we're not watching Primer. Okay. Yeah. That's, that warrants a lot of questions. Okay. Is Primer, I still haven't seen that movie with you. Have, have, I feel like you and I need to do like a watch party and watch it. Well, if you recall, long time ago when we first started the podcast, that was one of the that was one of the things on our docket where you're like, I want to watch Predestination and I want to watch Primer, and we're going to do a breakdown of each. We watched Boy. Predestination and did it. We never watched Primer, but I definitely think that's something that we should watch. Is there? Let me ask you this: Is there anything scary about it? No, innately scary. No. Okay, so I. It's just purely love, sci-fi. I would love if we could show Natalie that, and I just want to see. Because here's the thing. What if, hypothetically, what if she gets it and she can finally explain it? See, that's not... No, what's funny is like having Jill watch it because Jill would, one, have no interest in watching it, and two, <laughs> just watching her get more and more frustrated because she's like, Rage. I don't even want to be here and I don't understand this. Why are you doing this to me? Like that that by itself would be highly entertaining for me just to, <laughs> to do that. Natalie's going to be like, Although I got a hand to Natalie, man, her big thing now, I, I've talked about this too, like when I turn on YouTube, she wants to watch these Lord of the Rings videos and she is like enthralled with them. It's Nerd of the Rings. If you guys haven't heard, check out the YouTube channel, Nerd of the Rings. This guy does a phenomenal job yeah. of really breaking down different aspects of the, you know, Tolkien's universe. And she will just watch a 20 minute video on like, Jesus. what if Smaug survived? What would that mean? This guy gives his fan theory and she sits there, just watches it. And tonight... We had watched that one yesterday, and we were looking for something. She says, Dad, let's watch that one. I'm like, honey, we've already watched that, and that was like a 15-minute video. And she's like, yeah, but I want to show it to Mom. I'm like, Natalie, Mom will never, ever, ever care about this. And Jill's like sitting two feet away. I go, Mom loves us, but she does not care. And Jill just started laughing. She goes, Doug, you get me. Thank you. She's like, I'm like, I got you back. Like, you will never, ever care about whether or not Smaug, if he lived – what would that do to the universe? You do not care. You, it's you. wonderful when the kid starts realizing, oh, different things with different parents. Yeah. Okay. Like, mom will not, if I want to be anything, if I want to nerd out, I got to go to dad. If she, I want to do something related to books or one of other one of Jill's other many interests, I go to Jill. And I I, I can split this and I can find my audience. It's yeah. such an important lesson to it's learn. It's so funny because she will just turn and she would just turn and ask Jill questions about like the Eternals or something like that. And she's like, You gotta go ask your dad. Like I I don't just know. That parents have the answers. Well, yeah. dad's got the answers. Mom must know this too. Oh yeah. Or games that we're playing. She'll be like, Mom, she's like, I don't know. Talk to your dad. I don't know what's going on with that. But we, I, I thoroughly, and, and it, sometimes I've told Natalie too with movies, I'm like, hey, if you get scared, just let me know. We'll skip it. I told yeah. her to, to, to suck it up through Spider-Man because she got the, the lizard freaked her out for some reason, Ow, like a couple of on. times, especially yeah. at the end. It's like, 
dive. He's like, ah, ah, Dad, I think I want to skip this. I turned around. I'm like, sorry, kid. You're going to have to get through this because this is really important. Like, I can't skip through this. There's a lot happening. It's really important yeah. to the story. Deal with it. <laughs> I love that. Dude, it was it really was a good movie. I know we have this slotted second, but I, well, I'd say we're on it. Let's move it up. Yeah. I can you explain I, uh, to everyone why you think this belongs in the bottom half of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one word. Strange. Because <laughs> I think your initial reaction to this was like you said it's not my favorite. I think it was what you said. <laughs> did I? Are we yeah. doing a bit? Or did you? No, I, 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 I've kind of made this a bit. Because you you seem to have like a really muted response to it to the movie. Oh, uh, no, I, wasn't this one? I had well, I see. I can't get into that with you now because you haven't. I haven't seen the Batman. I have now. a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on the Batman. Yeah, Jared, we're talking No Way Home. Uh, has that hit Australia yet, Jared? I know Jared. Jared's, Jared's, Jared's saw it like right when it came out. He's good. Um, yeah, okay. I have a. I don't know. I see. I gotta. I'd have to watch it. I've not watched it as recently. It's okay. been like a month since I've watched it, or over a month. So and I've seen I it twice the, the in a month. The version that I watched wasn't the best version, so I'm not sure I picked everything up. <laughs> um, might have been pirated. I'm not gonna admit to anything. Um, but you've seen it twice in a month. Yes. Yeah. So you definitely have way more on it than I do. It. I, here's the thing. I liked it from. I liked it from the aspect of it brought it was exactly what everyone wanted. Like it was all the fanboys who got in their own ways and we were like, you guys are gonna be disappointed. Turns out they weren't. Turns out Feige's just a fucking liar. And uh absolutely those two were in it. And they they brought everyone together and I thought I thought all of that was was really well done. I was super bummed that they killed off May. Um interesting to because we never really hear about uncle ben in tom holland's universe so i guess may is that like that's the loss he's suffering even though theoretically he all he had also lost ben we never really heard about it i, I look uh, at a, my big issue with the film is like it, i almost wish into the spider-verse doesn't didn't exist in our universe because that movie did such a good job with the idea of these other Sure, yeah. Spider-Men and Spider-People existing and like yeah. it did tr retread some of the same ground. Uh, not to take anything away from Into the Spider-Verse, that movie's phenomenal. Hands down one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. And this one is good too, but I'm like, a part of me is like, yeah, we've already seen this. You know, we've yeah. seen this cool thing where they're like, Uncle Ben, like they, they're having this powerful moment. I'm like, I know, but I've already seen this. It's right. Spider-Verse where Miles is so upset and, you know, they're like, you know, Miles, we understand. He's like, you'll never understand. They're like, we are literally the only people you, that yeah. totally 100% understand exactly what you're going through. Right. And it was a great moment. Like, same thing in Into the Spider-Verse or uh, No Way Home where the same thing happened with, with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Now, yeah. I got I to give them credit because I thought it was just going to be like cameos. I mean, they had. Oh, yeah. I Yeah. Screen time. They had some good screen time. I assumed it was going to be the last five minutes, like yeah. the portal was going to open. They're like, "What's going on in here?" Just yeah, they stick their heads through and then they're gone. But yeah, I was legitimately surprised that they actually like they were able to get them to agree to fully come back, and also that Tobey Maguire still fit in the suit. Good for him. Yeah, phenomenal. You know? It's it was such a honestly, this movie raised all of the Sony ships. Like it took all of those because honestly, I don't love the Tobey Maguire movies. Um, 
I think they were great for when they came out. Mm-hmm. I think when you go back and watch them now, they're incredibly campy. And um, oh, yeah. they don't... Again, it was like the first X-Men movie. They they were part of that class that like they figured they were helped, figuring it out. They yeah. helped push it up. They helped they help move it to the next level. Um, I they love superhero movies a legitimate cinematic genre. They made so that you couldn't ignore them because they right. were such box office draws that people were like uh, like Batman was another one you know where people were like oh shit people want to yeah. see this stuff it became a huge success because of it so right. props to that props to Sam Raimi for making that a thing and, and making that happen I mean I appreciate what it's done but. Yeah. They're not great. Um, and then I love Andrew Garfield. I loved him as Spider-Man. I loved Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I loved what they were trying to do. The Amazing Spider-Man movies are incredibly forgettable mm-hmm. and boring. And they're not great. They're really yeah, not well, great. Again, nothing of, of through no fault of Andrew Garfield's or no. of the cast. They did amazing with what they had to work with. Yeah. But it was the it was either the filmmaker and or the studio that that wasn't able to deliver on that. I think to what Jared said here is one of my big things. It's great and he loves it, but it requires so much knowledge to watch. It's tricky when watching a film. I feel like, and you kind of have to split the difference here because you could you could argue the same thing about any of the any of the sequels, like any of the Thor sequels, any of the Iron Man's, like. You've got to the the further we go into this, the more knowledge you have to have to fully enjoy it. So it's it's very hard in a sequel to be able to just jump in cold and and thoroughly enjoy it. This kind of took that to the nth degree and really dialed it up. So that's very very hard. Uh, I think the only other thing was it it did feel like, and I know I'm kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth here, but while I liked it for all the fan service, it was so incredibly loaded with fan service. You know what I mean? Like that's, so it, it did feel like it took away a little bit of the substance of the movie for me because of that. I'm just like, okay, cool. So we bring in, okay, now we're this and now we're engineering this to work with that. No, I remember when that happened and like, it just, it was a little, it was a a little convoluted. I think, I think if there's going to be a downfall of the MCU, it's going to be that there is, if people thought, oh wait, you can't, you shouldn't go see, um, you know, in, uh, you shouldn't go see Avengers two without seeing the Winter Soldier. You know, right. I remember when I had a coworker who was like, yeah, I went and saw Avengers two. I'm like, have you seen Winter Soldier? He goes, no. I'm like, you can't do that. You must yeah. have been really confused about why Hydra still existed. Like what, <laughs> you know? Right now, I think it's going to be even more complicated because so much of this stuff exists in the Disney Plus universe. I mean, even if you when you watch the trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and he goes and talks to Wanda, he mentions Westview. You're like, wait, what? If you don't know what that, you may not know what they're talking about. Like, Jill right. hasn't seen Vision, you know, uh, WandaVision. Like, she, she doesn't necessarily get that reference. So right. I think that will be the thing that maybe un, undoes or makes it more of a barrier to entry as opposed Very to, so. have you yeah. seen these other movies? Because uh, some of the stuff can be self-contained and, and enjoyable, but you won't get as much enjoyment out of it. Before, it was more of a treat of right. like, ooh, here's a piece of candy that I get. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy it because X, Y, and Z. Whereas now... It's becoming a full-time job. It's almost like a requirement. You need a prerequisite. Yeah. Like, if you don't see it, you may not really understand what's going on. Well, and if you don't watch this now, you don't under... If you don't... It's not just... It's this. If you don't watch this, you won't understand why... 
like they're cracking open the multiverse, which is allowing them or going to allow them to do so much bonkers shit. Like uh, in the trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we see Patrick Stewart. Or, allegedly. Or presumably, allegedly. But again, like what what an easy, what what a natural way for Kevin Feige to be like, cool, now's the time we're sliding this universe in. Like yeah. this is, there there is no better there's no better way to manufacture a slot for them to come right in. Um, That being said, you know, we're going to, they can do anything they want now. And it's only going to get hard. If you haven't seen Spider-Man, you don't realize that strange crack. Well, sorry, technically Loki, they Mm -hmm. cracked open the multiverse and now strange broke down the borders. And so it's all, it's just this one giant domino. So it, it is only going to get from this point forward. It's only going to get harder and harder to to piece all these things together i think it will be more difficult to enjoy these uh films as self-contained pieces of content without the threads because when you know kang the conqueror shows up and you're like who is this guy you're like well did you watch loki (laughs) right you know i don't have disney plus Uh oh you know yeah you're gonna miss some stuff that's for sure (laughs) um but i um i I love Tom Holland in this movie. I think Tom Holland was may have been at his best. Um, just his emotions, um, his I don't know, man. Like he, I just feel like he he's such a he's so much fun to watch as Spider Man. But I feel like this one he just took it to the next level. Like that when when yeah. when May dies and when he's up there and he's you know there's some great just powerful moments. I loved when those when. Uh, Tom Holland and or, I'm sorry uh, when uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire show up that's a really emotional scene I loved yeah. Andrew Garfield still being haunted by what happened to uh, Gwen yep. and that scene where he saves MJ mm-hmm. like man did that hit my heart where he yeah. catches her and he lands and he's on the verge of tears and he's like are you okay she's like yeah and she's like are you okay and he's like yeah. Oh man, that was so that was so brutal. Again, yeah. like they just really they brought so much to that and again elevated those other franchises so yeah. much more because what's great is we got to elevate them and then they got to leave and we don't have to visit them again. We know right. they were like Almost making fun of it, you know, when they're talking about all the things that they face. He's like, I there was some dude in a rhino suit and uh, you know, <laughs> just right. talking about all the shit that they've seen. Jamie Fox was really cool. Yeah. Incantation of this of this character, which was great. Willem Dafoe was awesome. Yeah, Alfred Molina was great. Um, you know, all, all that stuff was was really really enjoyable to see. And um, yeah, the sacrifice at the end of it too that Peter makes. You know, mm-hmm. and seeing him actually commit to being like. Every single movie in his franchise, Tom Holland's franchise, has been Peter living in two worlds. Mm-hmm. We see him in the first movie just like, oh, I want to go to Homecoming and hang out with this girl that I like. It's like, yeah, well, her dad's actually the vulture and it's doing this stuff. And he's like, oh, but I want to be part of Stark and be part of the Avengers. It's trying to figure that stuff out. And then, you know, the next movie, he's, you know, um, you know, he's he's trying to be on summer trip with his classmates so he can get to know MJ while also stopping Mysterio. And then he's fighting, you know, fucking Thanos and he's doing all this sort of stuff. It's like he's always had his foot in both worlds in this movie. 
ends with him committing, making the mm-hmm. ultimate sacrifice and deciding, this is what I want to do. I want to be Spider-Man. And that was such a... If, if there are no more Spider-Man movies, what a beautiful end to this story. Right. Like, just a wonderful way to wrap it up. And he's decided this is what he's going to do. It's sad. It's a wonderful... It's an incredible sacrifice and very powerful to me. Because um, you're also thinking, like, no one's going to remember that he fought Thanos. Well, that's a big... From a logistics standpoint, though, I have a few questions because so it's not just no one will remember like. I uh, okay, so this is I think I enjoyed the movie. I think what I was reeling from at the time was practical. Justin was creeping out and I was like, hold on. You mean to tell me no one remembers that Peter Parker is a person so he doesn't have like social security like. He, there's no record of him. Period. He just—he's a vagabond now. He's just wandering the streets. Because he said, "No one will remember you." Well, I think I guess he that makes sense because, knew. right? Like, because I mean, he went to school with MJ and Ned, right? Right. And it's not just they'll know. So, but but they remember that there is a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's such a specific. So, no one will remember who Peter Parker is. But Spider-Man is still around because we still see him like at the end. It was that. Right. So the other thing is what happened in MJ and uh, Ned's brains, because they remember being in the fight on the Statue of Liberty the night before. And they don't remember his face or like there's just so many. I I guess that's like our roles have reversed here. Yeah. I'm (laughs) like, there's just there's too many inconsistencies. How does this work? Strange, no. how does this work? That's a good point. Yeah, no, I'd have to go read the fine print on that and see right? what's, what what's going saying. on. Like, That's interesting. You knew, so you were, is it not weird to you that you can't, you were in this giant battle, but you can't recall the person's face at all? I mean, it is magic. Did you think his mask was on? I mean, it is magic, so I can we can assume. Nope. We need logic, Doug. Practical I, logic. We need magical <laughs> logic. magic. Um, I also love the uh, cameo from... Uh, Charlie Cox is Daredevil. What a lovely, fun. That was great. And again, another one where they were like, no, no, he's not in this, guys. Yes, he is. I just, when that part came up, I just turned and looked at Jill. And I was like, <laughs> watching her watch and see her go, huh? oh, that's cool. I'm like, I know, right? right? Isn't that Which awesome? Is so lovely because now that they're part of the Disney Plus universe and they got, you know, it's, who knows? You know, we might sit now. We've, again, it allows Anyone can show up now. We've ripped the fabric of of multiverses wide open, so anything is possible. Yes, anything. The one, the the thing that other thing that I enjoyed but did not enjoy was at the end of Venom Two. They teased Venom going to the MCU and showing up and be like, "Ooh, oh fuck, man, he's gonna be here." And then at the end of this, he just disappears back to his own universe, and it's like, wait, what was this then? Because it seems like it was a lot of it was a lot of effort to set up something that never happened. But here's the thing: the hmm. symbiote is now in the official MCU. Because when he disappears, that's true. Piece of the symbiote's there. So yeah, now, come already, come on. Maybe, I, I, I appreciate the creativity of being like, we're gonna connect these two end credit sequences from sure. these two different franchises. I think that's pretty creative. Um, I also turned to Jill. I go, for the record, you will have no idea what this mid credit sequence is at all. 
when it was over, she looked at me. She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "Was that Tom Hardy?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah." She's like, "Okay." Absolutely. I'm like, "I can explain it, but it's not going to make it any better." You know. <laughs> I would love it if Natalie just piped them and goes, "Actually, Mom, let me tell you what it is." Yeah, I kind yeah. of explain. I go, you know, in this other mid credit sequence, yada yada yada, and, and everything. I was like, "It's it's kind of neat," but yeah, I mean. Who knows? I think it's it's probably just some potential threads they can tug on if they want, sure. you know, moving yeah. forward, which which was fun. But all around, yeah, I don't think if I said it, I was mistaken. I was mistaken in saying it. I don't believe that it was at the bottom of my. No, I I definitely exaggerated that. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, man, if I said that, I was I must have been super drunk. Yeah, I was way um, drunk. <laughs> it was. I would say that uh, it wasn't at the top of my list for all-time best Marvel movies, but it was... I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I rank it up there with Endgame in that it did such a good job with its fan service. It was a constructive fan service, unlike Star Wars. <sighs> Fucking Star Wars. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. Clear my fucking schedule. Um... <laughs> No, this this was like a creative way of of you know attaching to some threads and again making everything better. I right. feel like the fan service in Star Wars is like, do you want to hate? Do you want to really just hate your nostalgia? Do you want to just throw it in the oven and turn it up yeah. to a thousand degrees and watch it burn alive as it squeals in front of you? Because we're gonna do that. Because we're gonna over-explain everything, and we're gonna you're gonna hate what you're about to see. Uh, whereas with this, it was like, hey, we had these other franchises that were, eh, eh, and we yeah. connected them and we made it better now. And it's like, wow, how cool is that? It's so much fun. Yeah. And the acting was great. The action was fun. It was so cool. It was very interesting. It was emotional. And it's, it was, you know, so good. So good. Um, so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to what comes next. But I, I do have a little bit of hesitation in my heart about the complexity about what's of what's about to happen. I think it's great to do the multiverse. It's it's a fun challenge. It's 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 a bold move, but it could get really wild and really confusing. So, best of luck. I hope it works out. <laughs> I do wonder. Let's let's take a let's take a walk down the old timeline here. Let's jump into the future. Do you think this is uh, a very surgically engineered way to lead us into potential reboots it's definitely a possibility i mean if you want to if you want to talk about multiverse and how that stuff i mean you could get real creative with with how this stuff works if you know this is how you get the x-men obviously this is potentially this is how you get the fantastic four sure. um you know i think they're really disney and marvel's really trying hard to explore other characters we've got moon knight we've got miss marvel right we've got all sorts of stuff happening uh, my understanding is like there's not going to be another traditional avengers movie um sure until um, there is until there you know right now i don't think they're planning on being like yeah here it comes again so right. um, well, they've got so many other yeah oh, wait are you saying not a team-up movie because like, i don't know the West Coast Avengers, the New Avengers, they've got a different... My concern is that this is going to turn into the the, the insanity that is the comic books. Of, exactly, It's yes. going to get so convoluted and disastrous yes. and weird that that is going to be the undoing of the MCU is kind of what Jared was alluding to in that it is going to be connected in all the bad ways. <laughs> well, can you imagine jump... Like, we have the fortune. We're in that... I look at this the same way as like Bond. 
or something. It is such it's such a seemingly heavy lift if I'm like, I want to go back and watch all the I've got to catch up on 25 movies. Jesus Christ, what a what you know, what a a, a thing in front of me. What an awesome weekend, I think is what you're saying. <laughs> it's exactly what I mean by that. But like any any franchise like that, or we've talked about where I'm I would love to go back and read some of the comic books and actually get to know these characters in their true forms. But that's just a daunting task. It is completely in my mind. I'm like, that's unrealistic. I don't have that kind of I can't commit to that because it is 80 years worth of material. And how the fuck do you even begin? And I know there have been resets and restarts throughout the years. But this is one of those things where we are fortunate because we were there at the beginning and we were able to ride ride it through from the beginning and watch it in chronological order and and keep up. Anyone who is now coming of age who may not have seen the any of the previous movies, if they want to jump in now, you you almost have to go back and rewatch. So the further down the road this goes, that like you were saying, that barrier of entry, it just it is a very daunting task to join the family you know to join the fan club yeah no it's it's very true um and it, it, again if it unravels from this point forward i won't be mad i i, I the what we had for 11 years yeah with iron man through infinity uh endgame like i that will forever be a joy that I got to experience and I will never be mad with what comes after this because as far as I'm concerned, that is one self-contained book Yep. and anything that comes after is gravy. And if it falls yep. apart, Hey, at least we had those 11 awesome years. I'm not going right, to be mad exactly. at that. That's fantastic. We also have to remember too, this is something that's never been attempted before in cinematic history to, to connect this tightly to connect this many different properties it's an experiment, really. So if it does go awry, okay, that's what experiments are for. They they had a really good run, and yeah. they went further than a lot of people thought they were going to be able to, to and go. And they made so. so much money. Oh, my God. So much money. Yeah. So much money. So much money. Speaking of so much money, I uh, hope you nice. guys have some money because mm-hmm. Netflix is saying, hey, y'all. Better be watching out how many passwords you be sharing with each other, motherfuckers. That is what Netflix be saying. Uh, Netflix is testing login warnings to curb unauthorized password sharing. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. Um, So this is an interesting article from Variety. Uh, It says that some users, they're testing this out. They're saying if you don't live... With the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching, which has sparked some people being like, what the fuck? Wait a second. I've been stealing this for years. It says, per Netflix terms of service, a customer's account for the streaming service may not be shared with individuals beyond your household. Mm. So I've seen some people uh, getting a little cross. They're a little perturbed about this. Um and I, I think, um, obviously, Netflix's uh, argument is like, we want to make sure that stuff's not getting stolen here. You know, we don't want people to account to be compromised, which, right. to be fair, there is a grain of truth in that, right? You don't want compromised accounts because that could lead to other security issues and things like that. In theory, sure. Um, 
But I, the, some of this, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I think you're just saying well, what I was, I was about to say. Some of the statistics that, yes. they, that they gave in regards to how many, how, how much of this stealing is going on. They say nearly 40% of Americans say that they use a streaming login and password that doesn't belong to them. Netflix being so 51% of those who have a streaming service admitted they let others use it. Netflix being the most popular of the respondents to this survey, 72% of Netflix owners or Netflix account owners say they let someone else use their account. So if they have 203.7 million uh, global users, 72%, you could expound on that, uh, that initial survey and 72% of 203 million people are just letting others use their passwords. And so Netflix is looking at this going, if we can convert those 72% into, or however, the 40% that said they use it, if we can convert that into new users, our shareholders going to be real happy. Well, because they mentioned about that in the, in, in the art, uh, article here that they're kind of meeting saturation in their market, right? There's not really a whole lot more they can pull in for subs. So they're like, well, if there's several people that are just mooching off of this, you know, maybe we could sort of uh, capitalize on that. And they say that they do have technology to sort of curb this, which right. is that the standard plan in the U.S. allows just two concurrent HD streams per account, which makes it impractical for sharing among multiple people. The $18 a month premium tier allows up to four streams per account. So the right. idea being that if you have a lot of people on different devices using this, it does create complications for people to be able to do that but um you and i were kind of talking about this in our production meeting and i i i i'm of i understand both sides of this in that if we take it from the perspective of just a standard like back in the 80s and 90s we paid for a cable package you'd come over to my house and you'd watch tv like as a family of four or five or whatever you are, you'd sit around and you'd watch it. You know, it would it would be within reason to be like, hey, I have up to four people or up to five people on my account for this because how's that any different than all of these people sitting around in a TV or like in a room sure. around a TV watching it? Once you exceed that amount, it starts to get a little fishy for me. Yeah, you know where people are, uh, you know just doling this stuff out like that it gets it gets a little to me where more, my morality kicks in and i'm like mm, i don't know how i feel about that um but i i i think the only time i've ever sh my brother lent me his hbo go password so because he was like dude you have to watch game of thrones i was like well i don't have hbo i was like whatever he goes no here's my account watch it and i i watched i think the first season on there yeah. that was like the only time i ever used it um but i've never shared like with like my family is so small yeah. <laughs> just yeah my mom dad my brother and i i haven't been like hey everybody let's all share an account um so i haven't shared with a lot of people i know some folks do and i think as long as you're doing it within reason mm -hmm. i don't have a problem with it you know but if you have some sort of complicated structure where you know Every, where people are just trading this amongst multiple people, that's where I start being like, guys, just fucking pay for it. And yeah. if you're going to tell me, well, I can't afford it, well, then you don't get to fucking watch it. All right? <laughs> that, that that argument right. 
will never hold water with me where people, two parts of it. One, people are like, I can't afford it, so I'm going to steal it. Tough shit. Tough shit. Doesn't work that way with jewelry. Doesn't work that way with food. Doesn't work. It just it. So just because this is a, an untangible thing or an intangible thing, doesn't make any difference. No, does not does not give you permission to do it just because you don't have the funds for it. Secondly, the argument of well, this is just a large corporation, and they have plenty of money, so fuck them. Like, listen, corporations are not good. I understand that. I get that. Okay. But the core principle of you're taking something that doesn't belong to you and you're not paying for it, that is theft. And I cannot get over that. To right. the end of my days, my moral compass is like whether this is a 100% profitable company or if it's right. a startup or if it's just some dude, if someone makes something and you take it without paying for it, that is stealing. And I'm not okay with that. I don't like that sort of stuff. So I've been through multiple workplaces. I knew a guy I worked with who was an actor who pirated movies. And I was like, dude, don't you think this goes against what you're doing? He's like, yeah, but the actors get fucked. The crew gets fucked all the time. It doesn't even affect them. It's the it's the production. Like it's the, the company, you know, like they have plenty of money. Or the kid I interned with at a record label who still pirated music because he's like, well, I can't afford it right now, but once I get a real job, then I'll buy it. I'm like, you work at a record label, man. Like, you're stealing music? What the fuck? <laughs> then you don't get the music. Tough shit. Right. Like, I, I just will never understand that mentality. I'm not judging people. Whatever, man. People are going to do what people are going to do. For me, yeah. that's where I lie with this. And similarly with Netflix, it's like, listen, do you want to watch Netflix? Then you got to pay for it. Does do all the people in your live in your one household? Are you guys want to share an account? That's fine. That's totally cool. But are you are you like sharing it out to ten people? Like, no, don't do that. That's not right. cool. <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm torn between these two things because the logic side of me and the business owner side of me fully 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 in on the side of. It's theft. Like if you can't pay for it, you don't get the thing. And it's and if you if you're sharing a, if you're buying something and sharing it to ten people, then you are letting all those people essentially steal this service. And it is that's wrong. It's just it's not right. And the idea of well, it's a big company. Well, give me a quantitative. Uh, give me a numbered threshold. Where is that cutoff or qualitative? Which one would that be? Quantitative. I think that's quantitative. Give me a number. Um, Give me a number. What is the threshold for like, well, this company is a big company. Is it once they hit a million dollar revenue, a billion dollar revenue? Where is that? Because if you're going to use that argument, there has to be some cutoff for big company, little company. It's okay. It's not okay. Right? Like the, you've got to have a cutoff. Now, that being said, I'm very morally flexible. <laughs> and so do I do this? I won't admit it on the podcast. I'm going to leave it there. But uh, I I understand that side of it too, where, you know, I don't know, maybe someone, maybe let's say hypoth completely hypothetical. I'm going on record and saying this is completely hypothetical. But maybe I pay for one streaming service and a buddy of mine, we'll call him Sam Cook, pays for another streaming <laughs> service. And maybe we swapped logins so we each have both streaming. So maybe that happens. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to that happening. Uh, 
Do I consider it to be wrong? Yes, I'll cop to that. Absolutely. I just, I'm a little bit more morally flexible on the point. See, something like that also is, it's weird, right? Because again, this, this stuff is so abstract in that for some reason you you guys each paying for some some paying for a service and then sharing is not that egregious to me because i think for me it's the number of people that are involved with it like let's say he gets hbo max you get netflix you guys trade it and odds are you guys aren't watching this stuff at the same time so that you're not going to run even if you were it probably works up to two devices altogether to some degree it's like it almost is kind of a wash to some degree, because you're both paying for something, right? Mm-hmm. The price is relatively the same. Right. So and if it allows for that number of users yes. to be on there. Yeah. So to, to some extent, I'm like, it kind of works, right? Sure. It, it would be almost as if you would go over to his place to watch movies, whatever. It, it, yeah. It's to some degree, it makes sense. Um Good. Good, come to the dark side. Good, but but again, because again, it's it's the number of people involved with this. Because there's got to be a reasonable amount of number that you can assume are going to be, you know, with, that are included within this service right. for which it counts. And if if he's choosing you over his family, then that's cool. Like I win, you win. Yeah. But if he's like, oh yeah, my parents, and then uh, my aunts and uncles, and then my cousins, and then you know, all of them are doing this, and then yeah, 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 I'll give it to you too. It's like. Right. Eh, that's yeah that's there's that's, another there was one <laughs> when disney plus was just first dropped there was a few there was a group of people at my work that were like all right well let's all go in on it together and if it's what is it like at the time i think it was eight bucks a month and they were like i think there was like maybe there was eight people they're like it's a dollar a month everyone can get you know and i'm like that's it's too many people. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do that. That feels wrong. Yeah. But my, uh, another buddy of mine uh, and myself, we we split the cost. We each split the cost of uh, another, a, a completely different streaming service, and it's just him and I who who are in there. So again, we're both we're both paying for half of the streaming service, and it's just the two of us using it. So while that is technically probably against the terms and conditions. I still am comfortable saying that they're getting money. Yeah, and we're not we're not abusing the system. Agree. Like I, that's where I think it, it, it's great, but at the same time, that seems acceptable to me. That you're you two are splitting it. You're both sharing it. Yeah. You may not be in the same household, but you're both paying for it. You know. And now, from a technical standpoint, is it still wrong? I mean, yes. Yeah. Are you? Is. Yeah. I, I guess. But yeah. It, yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's definitely a weird area, but. Um, is it a violation of the terms and conditions? Yes. Is it wrong? Meh. Yeah. If you guys again were not paying for it altogether, right. I mean that's that's where it, it, that's where it comes to me is yeah. when someone's like, I essentially their intentions are, I don't want to pay for this, but I want to enjoy the content. Go fuck right. yourself. And also, I'll, I'll say on the other side too, if a company makes it so difficult to consume their content that the path of least resistance. And the path of ease is to pirate. Then I understand why it happens. Like, for example, movies that would come out in the U.S. and they wouldn't show up to other parts of the world for 10 months. Like, right. I get it. Everyone else is enjoying this shit. And they're like, man, fuck this. I want to see it when it releases too. like maybe, maybe that would have worked 
20 years ago, but the yeah. world is so fucking interconnected now. That just, that's not, that doesn't sit anymore. Yeah. You've got to update. It, this goes back to the model, the us telling like AMC and everybody, you've got to update, uh, you've got to update your, your, your business model to, to, to be with the times. That's the same kind of thing. If you can't hold out for 10 months for other parts of the world, because that's just not what the world is anymore. No, it's not yeah. going to work. And people are going to be, imagine if, the Australia got Avengers Endgame first, and we had to wait 10 months to right. watch it. Fuck right. that, man. Yeah. We're going to fucking find it, and we're going to watch it. You know, <laughs> that's, if, if the company cannot meet the demand or chooses, it sets their system up so that it, it, it doesn't allow to, for demand, so therefore people want it so bad they're going to pirate, mm -hmm. then that's something within the organization that I think needs to be fixed, and I understand the piracy. I don't necessarily sure. condone it, but I understand sure. it. And this situation with Netflix, I'm like, listen, pay for your shit. And right. if it's within reason, you know, I'm like, I don't mind people sharing it. it. Doesn't make it does. It's fine for me or whatever. But if you if you all are trying to get out there to enjoy this content without paying for it, you're wrong. You're just you're wrong. Pay for your shit the way that you want to. And if you don't want to pay for it, then you don't get to watch it. Right. That's how it goes. Like you don't get to do both. Sorry. Yeah. And I think the, the other thing that I think is interesting is that Netflix, and this has always been my question about services like this, is that there's a finite amount of growth that you can get with a subscription-based company because either you sign more people or you raise the price on the people that are already subscribing. So like, there's, there's only two ways to grow. And so with this, they've already raised their prices multiple times over the last you know few years. Uh, I think the, 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 the normal, your standard service, which streams only, I found, uh, I think it's the 15, I think it's like 1559 or something like that. Now that only streams, uh, 1080 HD. That's not a 4k stream. You've got to pay 20 bucks a month to get the 4k stream. And then you've got four people and yada, yada. I would argue I have an issue with, with the quality of, so I feel like if you're not offering 4k, you're ripping people off, but that's another we can put a pin in that and come sure. back to it. But raising the price to that amount and, you know, I was I was irked when it came, but then I'm like, well, I guess there's only one way for them to make money. But now them cracking down on all these shared things, I, they're if they can convert all of these people sharing and they've already raised, they've recently raised the prices in 2022, their, their company is just going to fucking explode over the next uh, like two, three quarters. Yeah, they, but then they they're going to run into the same problem, which is... Because, I mean, sure. I think the problem then is the, the concept of constant growth. It's just impossible. Like, just be happy yeah, with, let's, let's say we get 50% or 25% of those 72%. Sure. Let's be happy with 300 million subscribers. Like, right. that's a lot of good, solid, consistent money. Like, yeah. And then I, work on keeping them by generating content. Like, <laughs> right. I, I think that's maybe that is that's the, the crux of it for me. And this is where... Like I said, Slotty always goes into like capitalism and how gross it is. And I'm, I ride the line because there's part of me that, that, that understands like the, the, the very, very root fundamental concept of capitalism, I think is I'm in agreement with, but where it's taken and how it's manipulated is where it gets super gross. And I think the, the, the fact that the board members are always going to clamor for how did we do better this quarter than we, than last quarter that that leads to some some kind of gross shit because at some point 
you know, like if Netflix is bringing in $25 billion a year in revenue, at, at what point do you sit back and go, look, that's fucking great money. Like, come on. Like it, the fact that you just, there's this constant need for more and more and more and more and growth and growth and growth and growth. It, it starts to get you into some weird areas. And I think the more that that happens, the more that you butt up with the consumer and the more that you run into stuff like this. And it's almost in a way, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And, that and that's all I had to say about that. It's not good. It's not a good yeah. prophecy. It's just, you know what? It's not practical. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Ask. Practical. Duh. Pew, pew, pew. That's time again. For those of you who are new to the program, there's a tiny Doug that lives inside Big Doug. And that tiny Doug is named Practical Doug. And he helps guide Big Doug in a lot of life's adventures, we'll say. And our uh, wonderful fans, and you know what? Even if you're not a fan, you can still ask Practical Doug a question. But a lot of our fans like to hashtag Ask Practical Doug. And uh, you can ask him, too, about anything in life. Is it something about your finances? Do you need advice on something? Is it love life? Is it just uh, you want to know, you know, why uh, why don't fish, uh, you know, walk on land? Ask Practical Doug. He'll tell you. Evolution. He's got everything. It's amazing. So you can, on our Discord, you can ask Practical Doug. Any social media, hashtag Ask Practical Doug. If you join us live for our streams on Tuesdays, you can ask in the, in the, uh, in the chat here. This one has been sitting in our uh, list of Ask Practical Dugs for a while, and I'm kind of curious about it. So uh, this one is from Slotty, and he says, you're filling out a job application, and you see this question. You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Practical Doug, what would you do with that elephant? It's very simple. You build a business around this elephant. Hmm. And that could be something as simple as elephant rights, right? You want to be humane, right? You want to make sure that it's happy and everything like that. But you essentially have this elephant and you can use it to, I don't know, ferry elderly people around, right? You can use it to uh, take kids to school. It's the new school bus, you know, take the elephant school bus. To, I, I like school. The, the image of ferrying elderly people around right? on the back of the elephant. Getting them up there is a real treat. Um, you know, you could use it to, you know, help help out with people around the neighborhood if they need to. Hey, I need to trim this tree. Uh, cool. We'll get the elephant. It'll use its trunk to grab the tree branches, you know, as, as they're coming down. It can help lift some things up. Um, great deterrent against coyotes. We got a shitload of coyotes out by my house. I see them at least once a week these days. There's a family of three of them. Put an elephant in your yard. Those coyotes are not coming. Tell you what. I tell you what. Um, tell you what. Um, you could use it as a great opportunity. Is you know you you have this wonderful elephant. You you, you treat it kindly. You, you can use it as an opportunity to educate society about elephants. You know, whenever I go to Disney World and I go to the uh, on the safari, they're always talking about how elephants are hunted for their tusks. You know. And the ivory and things like that. You could use it as an opportunity to show people that like, look, this is a real animal. You don't need its ivory. You don't need its tusks. This is this is Carl. Carl the elephant. And Carl needs you to love him. And don't hurt Carl. All right? 
Because otherwise, Carl's going to remember. And Carl's going to trample your fucking car. He will find you and he will kill you and your family and he won't feel bad about it. Recognize. Did you know that's a real thing? There was like, there was a, there was a, there was a story of, I want to say it was lions who attacked and killed an elephant's, like a young elephant. Okay. And the elephants found where these lions were staying and waited until the pack left to go hunt and they trampled their children, killed their children. So like they like calculated revenge and murdered like elephants are incredibly intelligent and emotional creatures do not fuck with them they found out where those lions were staying yeah and these giant animals just waited behind rocks and they're like when they leave to hunt we strike oh what what do you mean when they leave we're kidding their children trunk for a trunk Can I tell you something, Doug? Yeah. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. You got the job. Thank you. You got the job. I forgot this was for an interview. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations. You start on Monday. Nice. What am I doing? Bring the elephant. Yes. yes. <laughs> I ride in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to be able to do it. Can't anymore. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, before we move on to the final segment here, uh, I've got a joke for you. Doug, why do elephants paint their testicles red? I don't know. So they can hide in cherry trees. Have you ever seen an elephant in a cherry tree? No. No, it's working. What's the loudest noise in the jungle? A giraffe (laughs) eating from a cherry tree. (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. You connected them so seamlessly. Welcome. Oh, you bastard. Like, you were just going from, like, one to the other. You're like, I won't let Doug rest. He's on the, he wants to laugh. He doesn't want to. We're going to, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Thank you very much. Whew. Ah. Oh, boy. Dougie. Third down time. Oh, boy. This is going to be interesting. Oh, my. Whoo. All right, get out like, the drum roll. I like the, uh, the explanation with our... <laughs> this week's throwdown is a culinary throwdown featuring Gordon Ramsay versus Bobby Flay. Oh, boy. And now our council puts links for us on our shared document, our production document here, and they sometimes will add little notes. These links are just for... So if you listen previous episodes, uh, the sites they usually send us to are atrocious sites that are wrought with pop-ups and uh, written with just essence of pure nerd. And they just said, now these links are just for height and weight and whatever else you can use. I, I love it. They, they've learned that we're not uh, super fans of these links. So it uh, says, uh, according to the internet, Gordon wants Bobby to accept an Iron Chef challenge, but Bobby's been ducking him. Ooh. That doesn't, you know, here's the thing. I, uh, I've heard... I've heard things about Bobby Flay, about kind of how he's uh, he's a little bit uh, <laughs> What's that whiny. Mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, he actually uh, had, I mean, didn't Bobby, Bobby Flay he used to have a show called Throwdown, I think. No, uh, Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> a beatbox and Bobby Flay is what I thought you were going to say. Beatbox and Bobby Flay. 
Yeah, I don't do that either. No elephant noises. No, it's called Throwdown with Bobby Flay. Was it? Yeah. Because he's got one that's currently on called Beat Bobby Flay, but that's... Uh, Beatbox, again, I heard Beatbox and Bobby Flay is what I wanted what you I'm to saying, say. I'm saying, Doug. Yeah, no, yeah, it was yeah. the whole show called Throwdown. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. we're ripping Bobby Flay off directly. Apparently. Look, uh, and as far as in case he's listening, uh, I have no... I don't have it on good uh, resource that... Uh, or good uh, authority that he is whiny. I've just... I've heard things through the grapevine. That's all I'm saying. Bobby Flay is probably a wonderful person, and I would respect him greatly as a chef. There we go. Got that out of the way. Now we won't get sued. Wow. Bobby Flay has been married and divorced three times. It's probably because he's so whiny. <laughs> as you're like, just want to make this clear that I, uh, you know, <laughs> don't think anything about it. Oh, that's why. He's a, he's a whiny, whiny little guy. He's a whiny baby. Um, so... Uh, I thought he was smaller. I don't trust this website. I thought Bobby Flay was like five foot two. I love how they give the exact weight, like 172 pounds. Like, when did you guys pull that weight in? Like, when did you do the weigh-ins? Fighting out of New York City. Bobby Flay. Oh, they're both close in age. They're both in their, uh, Bobby's 52 years old. Gordon's 55. Uh, Gordon's a little bit taller. He's 6'2". Bobby's 5'11". Uh, they're both Christians, so that's, you know, good. Gordon was born in Renfrewshire. <laughs> Renfrewshire. Renfrewshire. I love this. Uh, Richie goes, Gordon Ramsay, hands down. Gordon would swear him to death. <laughs> there is an intensity to Gordon Ramsay that I don't think Bobby. I mean, Bobby could also seem like the guy that's like the serial killer behind the scenes, you know? True. The guy that sort of like keeps it all together, but you know, when he goes back to his dressing room, he's basically Dexter. He's got everything yeah. laid out in plastic and he just He's a Sagittarius though, Doug. He is. And you know, Ramsey's a Scorpio, or according to this website, a Scopio. Um Is that what it says? Yeah. Um yeah, that's the skeleton king. I'm a Scorpio. I feel like Gordon Ramsey's almost it's it's almost like the easy choice. You know, it just seems. Yeah, I mean, Gordon. Gordon seems to have the the pure, unadulterated rage within him. Yeah, and the thing is, I think he wears that on his sleeves. And I think Bobby is cold and calculated in a way that he seems like serial killer esque in that regard. Not saying that he is a serial killer, all right, but he doesn't have. He's gone through three wives, and their location, I don't know where they are. I mean, undisclosed. Really. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Look, we know Bobby's from New York. Uh, Richie, do you know anyone from Renfrewshire? Renfrewshire? Renfrewshire, Johnstone? Yeah, know? Johnstone, Renfrewshire. Shire. Renfrew, Ren, Renfrewshire. Renfrewshire. It's like yeah. Worcestershire, but different. Do you know anyone from there? And are they as mean as New Yorkers can be? Oh, so he's, just, he, he's from like right outside Glasgow. Gordon? Yeah, that's where Renfrewshire is. In, J- in Johnstone? Gl- uh, wait, Glasgow, Scotland? Yeah. Really? He's like, Rich is like, never heard of it. Never heard of it. It must be a very, very, very dangerous place then. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, west of oh, Edinburgh. Scotland. Interesting. All yeah. right. Well, that's, look, then I'm 100% giving this to Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> if that's the case, Ramsay. 
Not only is he intense, he's got the he's got the fury of a Scotsman behind him. Come Not on. to mention that I mean I, I think if I remember correctly, Scotland, especially in some of those those cities like Glasgow, like are known for like knife attacks, and they often Jesus. teach people how to defend themselves. I think I remember seeing something of just self defense classes, like a lot of wow. muggings and stuff happens. So that guy grew up in the shit. You know, that's true. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, he's got the reach. He's 6'2", 196. Bobby Flay is five. What is it? Five eleven. I'm going to we're going to say five ten. One seventy two. Like Gordon's got the. One eighty eight and one seven. I feel like we can get a more accurate if we could if we really converted these centimeters to hold on. I'm going to do this here. Oh, boy. We're doing this live on air. We're converting doing uh, we're converting you to Christianity. Welcome. Length. Here we go. Uh, what do we got? Centimeters. All right. So this is 179. We're Americans. Here's how we do it. <laughs> uh, hundred. No, that's 1.7. No, that's 170. Wait, 179 centimeters mm-hmm. is five foot eight. See, I knew he was shorter. Who fucking converted this? <laughs> that's five eight. Okay. So then 188 centimeters is six one. Yeah, come on, five eight and six one. I feel like uh, Gordon definitely got the better conversion on that one. He was only off by an inch, whereas Bobby's off by three inches. <laughs> come on, yeah, that's. Uh, I was like, I, I know Bobby's a short little guy. Come on, no, nope. uh, it's got to be Gordon Ramsay, man. He's got yeah. the anger. He's got the reach. Uh, you know, he's from Scotland. He so obviously he knows how to knife someone. Yeah, I, uh, Bobby. If you're saying who would be likely to, um, you know. Uh, put a rag of ether around your mouth and capture you in the middle of the night and then you end up in a stew later that week i would go with bobby flay but you know for straight like one-on-one fight it's going to be gordon ramsay for sure absolutely gordon ramsay for the win! <laughs> do 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 that was fun that was good super exciting uh justin what do you have to recommend this week Sorry, uh, my, a, my chest is really sore, and I just realized I'm just rubbing my pecs I, really look, bad right it, now. Man. You, I'm just going to shift. Sorry. Whew. Keep doing it. Ay-yah! Oh, God, that is really sore. Oof. All right. Anyway. You a lot of the, the, the weightlifting today? Uh, I did some chest workout yesterday. Uh, I'm in... Shoulders like boulders, and you're crushing the stonk market. What, look at you. What are you turning into, Doug? Uh, yeah, man, I'm in uh, the back three weeks of my 10-week program, so yeah, we're really ETL, right? we're really just, you know, I was doing some bench supersets followed by push-ups. I did five sets of those, and then I was doing incline press followed by incline chest flies. I did five mm-hmm. sets of those, mm-hmm. uh, and then I did some dips, and then I did... Oh, you thought like French onion? Yeah, French onion dips. French I just put blood. both hands in, and I swirled them all about. I don't have to apologize for that. Thanks, Alpaca. So I'm like, ha! Anyway, Justin. We're now moving into the OnlyFans portion of the podcast. Yes, welcome. Yes. Uh, So on Apple TV Plus, there's a new uh, series called We Crash starring Jared Leto and, uh, or I think it's Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Um, Right, I heard about this. uh, They play uh, Adam Newman and Rebecca. I cannot remember her last name. Rebecca Newman, they got married. Um, or Rebecca Paltrow. I think she's Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. Um, but they, the the founders of WeWork, and it, it it documents the rise and fall of 
those two as a power couple and what happened in the the shit they got themselves into it is so far a really good i gave jared leto a lot of shit when he played joker and i wasn't a huge fan of him in the little is it the little things oh right right yeah yeah uh in general, I do like him as an actor. I feel like he is crushing this role. I'm very, very, really impressed with with what he's doing. Love Anne Hathaway. Uh, it's a very interesting series so far. First three episodes are out. Next episode drops Friday. Not sure how many they're doing, but it looks like new episodes are coming out Friday. So if you can, uh, you know, pirate uh, Apple TV Plus and get it from a friend, we've talked about it. It's totally fine in Doug's eyes. Uh, no. Give that a watch. Oh, no. Uh, really- that's good though. It really is good. Um, curious to see where this goes. It's uh, I've been I was a fan of WeWork, the the concept of the company. You know when they came out, I was like I was I was that was right around when we were uh, coming out like uh, assignment desk and all that. And mm-hmm. We were kind of like oh well, like startups. We were talking about that, and it yeah. was real exciting to see all that. Like that's at the height of when they were doing their stuff, and uh, it's just inter- It's fascinating to see how they got corrupted and how they, they i'll give them the guy was a fucking salesman yeah they and usually are incredible salesman absolutely incredible so interesting stuff doug what do you got um i've been in a rewatching movie mood and uh i'm just kind of looking for movies that i haven't seen in a while and i rewatched 13 assassins on uh prime uh you ever seen that justin no but i feel like this one is I've got a list of movies that we started. I think you and I started this years ago, and that is, I think, at the top of my list. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen It's an amazing film. It takes place in uh, like the late 1800s in Japan. It deals with samurai towards the end of uh, their era, and it's essentially um, about um, there is a half-brother of the Shogun who is a sociopath slash psychopath brutal guy who's just slowly rising up in political power and what I love about this film is it really captures the Japanese idea of honor and duty where even though everyone knows that this guy is really bad they are honor bound to the shogun to follow orders and also the idea that people are like I'm going to protest this and then they stab themselves in the stomach with a knife and disembowel themselves. And they're like, oh, my God, that was his protest to what's happening. Like, it's it's wild. Um, but essentially, the conceit is um, th- th- this this uh, Ronin, if you will, is is hired to assassinate this essentially a political guy. And they have a small window of time to do it. And it's very, very cool. It's it's a great, great flick. Uh, again. I don't know, man. Just the, the concepts of honor and what they're supposed to be doing. The 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 lead assassin is like has a former schoolmate who is also a, a samurai who is protecting this bad guy, and they talk to each other. And he's at one point like, you know, what you should do is not protect this guy. You should help me. He's like, how dare you? My job as a samurai is to follow my lord, and he knows this guy is a piece of shit. Yeah. But he's like, this is my duty. This is my job. My job is to serve my Lord. And regardless of whether or not he's a piece of shit, it's what I'm going to do. And that's fascinating to me. And the idea yeah. of what these guys are like, gets people to sign up with him. He's like, 
your lives belong to me now and I will use them as I see fit. And you're like, wow, that Shit. is not at all in our culture. So yeah, it's Just very interesting. Honor bound and yeah. yeah, it's very cool. Highly recommend, recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. That's another teaser for some D&D action right there. Oh my uh, but you should check it out. It's, it's a great film. I really like it. It's very cool. I would like you to watch the 1963 version of that same film, and I'd like to see how how long you make it. Hmm. Interesting. Because we all know that Doug has some issues with older films. I sure do, man. I sure do. Mostly <laughs> it's the editing. But yeah, be curious. I'd be curious. And if you're curious too, you know what you should do? You should check us out on all our social medias at Mind Gap Podcast on all of our social medias. Every single one. Go check them out. Uh, and of, of course, please check us out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mind Gap Podcast. It's where we have all of our good stuff. Uh, don't forget to check us out Tuesdays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central on our YouTube channel where we stream live. And uh, Tuesdays is the podcast, Saturdays it is the video game live stream. So come hang out with us. We love to see you here. We love to interact with you. Slotty says Doug hates old movies. Most of the time I do. It's very true. It, it takes a big effort for me to go and watch an old movie. Yeah. Um, and also, please don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Play or Music, just all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. We will show up if you search us. And we would love it if you could give us a review, rate, subscribe, all those things. Um, the big one really is, we, we say it's sharing. That is huge. But leaving a five-star review uh, is also very cool, and we very much appreciate it. And then just keep an eye on all of Two East Eighth's social stuff. That's at Two East Eighth, T H, Two East Eighth. And um, yeah, Two East Eighth.com. We got a new website coming at you, hopefully before the 7th of uh, next month, because that's when it renews and we need to not pay for two services. So I need to have us moved over to the other one. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, this was a fun episode. I want to thank everyone in chat. I want to thank Zenny. I want to thank Rolo and uh, especially Richie and Rolo for staying up late and hanging out with us. Slotty. Uh, I want to thank Jervis. Uh, all you folks, you're great. We appreciate you. For everyone that's listening, we appreciate you. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep you down. And that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. And listeners, thank you. And may you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.